Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. You know, normally I just make stuff up and go, oh, yeah, I like that when I don't. Normally with my missus, you know, particularly outfits and food that she cooks. But today, I've got to say, honestly, I love this show. This is my favourite part of the week, doing Off the Bench with none other than the 2003 <laughs> grand final hero from the 52nd minute, was it? I don't know. You're telling the story. Mate, you're, I rang you. You're on the plane showing passengers on the plane. In fact, is it true, Sats, mm-hmm. that uh, Virgin have now put it as part of their in-flight entertainment <laughs> due to your requests? Is that true? <laughs> and the pilot must announce every time you're on the plane? It's part of the in-flight instructions. Yeah. You know, when the yeah. air hosties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, life jackets under the seat. Don't forget your whistle. By the way, uh, GF Hero in 3A. And you stand up <laughs> and wave to the rest of the crowd. I wish I was in 3A. Oh, sorry. Sorry, try, GF Hero. Try, 20, try 29B right next to the portaloo. That's where you are. What? <laughs> but, mate, that's, that's, that's nice. That's nice. Um, how are you, mate? Uh, Pen- I'm good. You love you love games um, in Penrith because you would have done your usual rot- uh, routine again, right? What is it? It's the barber shop and the the bread shop. Yes, yeah, so I go and see Khalid, the barber, and then I also go to uh, Murray Sand- Sandwich Shop, which has been famous in Penrith for a long time. So yes, I usually do my normal routine because I don't get out to the rift too often. No, no. Um, and I drive love- past my old houses. How I didn't did own them. I rented them. I oh, did you right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see a couple of ex-teammates that still live out there. Fiberglass home? Were they at Brick? Brick. Brick home. Oh, rich. Rich. There's a suburb in Penrith called Glenmore Park. Beautiful. It's it's a beautiful suburb, but it's like gutter to gutter. Like they've just crammed as many homes as possible next to each other. Well, I grew up in Yaguna and every house was was fiberglass. I was going, is this safe? (laughs) You know, like... You'd hit the cricket ball into the garage and you'd get asbestos poisoning. That's, that's, I don't know if this is all right. So, anyway, all good. All good that ends well. Hey, listen, been a big week in, in rugby league. Uh, maybe we should get into it, eh? Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. I'm a bit rattled, Sat, so I haven't finished my cup of tea, so I'll have to drink it while we uh, do this first segment. Um, transfer movements has dominated the news headlines this week, uh, and the Dragons lowballing uh, <laughs> um, Hunt Ben Hunt seven hundred thousand dollar offer. Tom Dean got lowballed last week. Yeah, he did. Mm. <laughs> yes, he, he did. did. What? Yeah. You know Oprah. You know what we're talking about. But no, I don't know whether it's lowballing Ben Hunt, who's been a tremendous player at Origin level. I think the last couple of years he's been outstanding with the Dragons. And on a you know, reported million dollars a season at the moment. But when he comes off at the end of 2023, reports are that the Dragons have offered him in the vicinity of 700000 750000 a year. Now, that's for the 2024 season onwards. Now, in March of 2024, he turns 34. 34. So, um, no, he's not worth a million dollars at 34. Yes, he's their best player at the moment, and they've won a lot more games with him than they would have without him. So obviously, he's he's very important to the to the Dragons. But at 34 years of age, um, you age very quickly in rugby league, and I know players are playing longer now. I get that, but still at 34, that comes into consideration. That at 34 years of age, I think if I, if I was 34, I could get seven hundred thousand dollars out of a club. I'd be taking that every day of the week. So Absolutely. I don't think they're lowballing them at all. I think they're 
I think, if anything, they're probably paying him a little bit more than what a 34-year-old would be paid. Absolutely. Also, the other thing that came out of it as well is that Ben Hunter uh, reports saying that he wants to tie his contract into Anthony Griffin being the coach of the Dragons, and the Dragons have said, no, we, we won't do that. We can't go Yeah, and that's that. that's good from the Dragons. I, I love where Benny Hunt's coming from. He, he knows he plays his best rugby league under Anthony Griffin. He has done that. Um, his history will tell you that when he's coached by Griffin under 20s, when he was at the Broncos, and also uh, now at the Dragons, he's played his best rugby league. And as a rugby league player, it's a short window, and so you want to be able to try the, and play the best you can with the usual suspects around you. So I like it that he's tried to tie his contract in. I like that he wants to try and keep Anthony Griffin at the Dragons. He comes off contract at the end of the next year, Anthony Griffin. So I, I like that he wants to keep that partnership. But I also like that the Dragons are saying, hey, love your loyalty, love everything about it, but we can't you know, we can't adhere to that. We can't agree to that. That's you know, that's not a position the club wants to be in. So um, oh, good from both, uh, both sides, I think. Yeah, and we're seeing what sort of issues that's causing with uh, Papali'i, Isaiah Papali'i, and also the West Tigers. He's saying that he only signed because Madge was the coach, and now Madge is not there. He's saying, I don't want to go to the West Tigers. I think the Dragons have done the, the best thing. They've just drawn the line in sand and said, look, no, can't do and it. And the Tigers have got to do the same thing. You know, Isaiah, if you don't want to come here, unfortunately, we're not going to release you. So if you don't want to play, well, you, know, you have to sit out. You have to sit out for a term of your contract. And I don't think that's going to happen. Isaiah Papali, he's a young man. He's he's still only learning the game. And as I've said to you, Jason, Badge, and, on, on Sports Day throughout the week, I'd, I'd just love to say to Isaiah Papali, just give Tim Sheens a go because he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest coach we've seen in the game. Happy Coruscant is. Yeah, and he said, oh, it doesn't yep. matter whether they've had 72 scored against them. I'm looking forward to going there. And that's the mindset you've got to have. Yep. Probably different parts of their career. Appy is probably towards the end of his career and still playing great rugby league, one of the best hookers in the game. Uh, Isaiah's still at the start of his career. So different mindsets, I get that. But the same mentality needs to be had when you're a high-profile player going to a struggling club. I want to go there. I want to be one of the reasons why we turn the fortunes mm-hmm. in this club. I want to leave a legacy at this club. That's got to be the attitude of high-profile players when they go into struggling clubs. And I tell you what, if I'm at the West Tigers and I'm battling in these 72 sixes uh, losses, I'm sitting there going, thank God for Appy Coruscant coming to the club because I want to play alongside him next year. 100%. You yeah, know, with an absolutely. attitude like that. Because the attitudes wouldn't be that positive at the moment given what's been going on, change of coach and, and all that sort of stuff and you know, careers up in the air. But I, I love that. I'd be sitting there if I was a young kid going, come on, Appy, I can't wait to see your preseason training. So that's yeah. great. Hey, what about the Dolphins caused a stir with them declaring if they don't land Cam Munster from Melbourne Storm, they'd go all out for Latrell Mitchell. Um, apparently now, there's a few things I want to talk to you about here, Sats. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, Melbourne have upped their offer for Cam Munster uh, to about a million dollars a season. First of all, yep. do you think that'll be enough to keep him at the Storm? I think it will be because you can throw third parties into that as well. He, he'd attract third parties if he went to the Dolphins as well. You know, the, everyone keeps talking about where's he going to play his best rugby league. You know, he needs to stay loyal to the to the Melbourne Storm. They've been loyal to him through some tumultuous years and, and moments in the game. But inevitably, maybe his partner is the one that gets the final say in this. She's a Sunshine Coast girl. Mm. Her family's on the Sunshine Coast. I'm mm. led to believe she suffered some heartache with the loss of a family member not so long ago um, and 
their family do, lo- do live on the Sunshine Coast. So out of all of this, it may not come down to money because wherever he goes, he's going to get seven figures. Mm. We know that. Mm. It's where at this end of back end of his career, this last chapter of his career, what motivates him? Is it money? Well, it's not going to be because he's going to get the same amount wherever he goes. Well, hang Is on. It, well, let's throw the West Tigers in there. One point four million dollar deal over five years. Yeah, they've come not, to the party and said, "There's four hundred tigers." But there's that's what four. I'm but if it that's was money, you would be going to the tigers, right? There's four hundred thousand dollars difference. Well, I'm saying money won't motivate him because wherever he's going to go, he's going to earn seven figures. Yeah, It'll but there's more... a big difference between one million and one point four. A yeah, big it's difference. Also, it's also where you want to live, and that's what I'm getting True. to. Where you want to live with lifestyle, and um, you know, if his partner is from the Sunshine Coast, has family there, and they've now got a young child, and that is where, from a I suppose, a quality of life point of view, he wants to go. He's got a great relationship with Wayne. We know that. Wayne probably won't be there after two years. So. Well, that's the thing, Sats, I was going to say to you. Given that given that Wayne Bennett, I think they're offering about 1.2, right? Again, 200 grand is a lot more money than a, than, than a million dollars. So you've got 1.2 mm. versus 1 million. And let's forget the West Tigers, right? Let's forget that 1.4. Why would you go? Why would you go to the Dolphins... When Wayne, when you join the club, Wayne's only there for one year. He's got one year left on a contract. Or You've two got, years. No, no, because he'll go there 2024. So that'll be Wayne's oh, second too, year. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be right. Wayne's second year of his co- yeah. uh, coaching contract. And then you get Christian Wolf, who's an unknown quantity at NRL level, mm-hmm. no experience. Or do you stay in Melbourne with that wonderful professional structure and you know Bellamy's going to be around for five years. Now, whether that's coaching day-to-day, at least he knows the organisation, right? Do you know, everyone keeps talking about his relationship with Wayne through the 2020 Origin Series, uh, Cam Munster. But I've got to say, everyone's, I think un- everyone's underestimating his great relationship with the Melbourne Storm coach. Absolutely. You know, they comps together, and he stood by Cam Munster when a lot of other clubs would have would have sacked him. So, you know, I think the, the link with, with Cam and... And Craig Bellamy is far stronger than what it is with Bennett. I hope he stays at Melbourne. I hope he's a one club player. Yeah, I think me he will too. stay. I think he will stay at Melbourne. To be quite honest, I don't think he'll go to the Dolphins. And I've got to agree with Paul Kent on three sixty throughout the week when he, of course, you would. He hit the nail on the head when he said, "This this whole Latrell. If you're not going to get Munster, we're going to get Latrell. Is just a scare tactic because Latrell's never leaving the Rabbitohs. You know, proud Indigenous club. He's it's." Not far from Tari if he needs to go home just to unwind and, and decompress. And, um, and he, he, loves the, he loves the Sydney lifestyle as well and, and, the, and the family he's got around him. So um, I agree with Paul Kent. You know, this is a scare tactic to say to Cam Munster, okay, well, if you're not going to get it, whoever gets in first, Latrell, you'll get Cam's money. Let's hope that it uh, makes Cam and his manager, Braithen Astor, um, yeah, you know, come November one, November two, but make the, a make a decision. That's Wayne Bennett's media mates being his mouthpiece just to stir the pot, which Wayne's yeah. good at. He does that. Yeah, absolutely. He, he uses the media to he, his advantage, and good on him. That's why he's as good as he is. But yeah, that's just that's just rubbish. And South came out straight away and said, you know, like yeah, uh, I know he's your second best. Latrell came out. Oh, second choice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. South man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hope Cam stays at Melbourne. I really do. I've got to say with the Dolphins, uh, I've been speaking to certain managers who represent some high-profile players that have said that players are apprehensive about going there because exactly what we discussed. You go there in 23, 24, and all of a sudden 
you may be 24, 25 years of age, and Wayne's not your coach anymore. Now, let me say, Christian Wolf is an outstanding guy, one of the salts of the earth. He's a champion guy, both he and his brother Ben Wolf, who coaches. He's going to the Dragons as an assistant coach next year with Anthony Griffin. Um, and he's a great coach, Christian Wolf, as well. But when you're going there because you want to be coached by Wayne, and then mm. all of a sudden Wayne's not there, yeah, it's. For some players, it becomes a, a quite a lonely place, just an isolated place, just emotionally and mentally thinking that, yeah, is two years enough yeah. with Wayne? I want more. And all of a sudden, he's gone. So it, it is making players apprehensive about signing there. Um, James Talmo, what a, what a fairy tale this was during the week. <laughs> he said sorry and got a week. Uh, I think, and look, if he is retiring in in the last round, a nice way for him to go out and hopefully the West Tigers will lift for him and, and bid him farewell. Well, Badge doesn't because if Canberra yeah, no. win this weekend and then... Badge is selfish, though. They've got to, they've got to play the Tigers at Leichhardt next week. Badge doesn't want anyone to have a good send-off. It's got nothing well, to do with the Raiders. Calling the Thursday <laughs> night game, the Broncos getting lapped by Parry. Oh, he would have been him. out of he his He was seat. pumping the air. He was... He was riding them home, the, uh, the, the Parramatta Eels. Yeah, but um, Is he going to retire? Tummer, Is he going to retire? We don't know yet. Well, he hasn't got a contract. He's off contract, and there's been no decision, official decision yet. He's a 300-gamer, and I've got to say, off the field, he's one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet in the game. He is a clean skin. He has been an ornament to the game. And it would be a shame to get two weeks and to be rubbed out of the game, and that's one of the last memories you get of him, is yeah, him yeah. abusing the referee, calling him incompetent. Effing incompetent, I should say. And then came back for a, for another go at him before he was walking off. I've got to say, as much as I love Jimmy Tumau as a player and as a guy, I felt as though the downgrading it sent a really poor message. Yeah, but you've so, had stuff downgraded by by brown-nosing with the judiciary and the tea room. It's because you? I had relationships with the judiciary panel members. Yeah, which is you can't do, by the way. That's illegal. Exactly, it's illegal. That's like tampering with the with the uh, jury, mate. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, have you seen the twelve on on Foxtel? Good show, Sam oh. Neil. Yeah, Brooke Satchwell. Yeah, Maddie Nable. Yeah, good show. Brendan Cow, good show. Yeah, really. If good If you show. haven't seen it, this is not an ad. We haven't we haven't moved off into a commercial for Foxtel, by the way. <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, do you? As Molly used to say. Do yourself a favour and, and watch it. It's an outstanding show. And make sure you watch, uh, oh, I'll tell you what I'm loving, just very mm. quick, Hard Knocks, Episode 2, Detroit Lions, fantastic. Yeah, they're good. Good access, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. Where'd we get off onto? How'd we get off onto all that? I don't know. We always do. It's that time for an Off The Bench Friday Night Preview. Yeah, sure is. Jeez, what a blockbuster this one is. Uh, it's the Roosters uh, travelling down to Melbourne to take on the storm. By the way, we'll catch up with uh, – we, we caught up with Connor Watson earlier in the week. What a great lad. Isn't he? Yeah, really refreshing is. And we he cherish our interviews with the Roosters because they don't happen that often. So uh, we're going to play that every week now until we get another <laughs> interview. That's what we're going to do now. Connor Watson, great chat with that young bloke coming up uh, real soon. I mean, the big topic of conversation, of course – is his mate, Caelan Ponger, and uh, what sort of coffee he drinks. So mm. uh, hang around for that. Actually, I thought you were quite rude in that interview, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Well, I, well, I asked him about when they did well, don't, No, no, it's a hook and tease, mate. Oh. In the biz. Okay. Yeah. You know what a hook and tease is, don't you? Yeah, we've been trying to teach Gary Belcher. I think we got there. Yeah. So Gary goes, 
So coming up soon, we're going to do we're going to talk about uh, boats, and we go excellent, Gary. No problem. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I got a mate who uh, bought a boat. No, 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 no. no, no. Hook and tease, Gary. Yes. Yeah. You, you tease the audience you so they hang around. Yeah. You don't. You don't give the story then. <laughs> Because it's not even a tease or a hook, Gary. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to teach him radio. I'll tell you what is a tease, this <clears throat> yes. game tonight. This this is one of the most highly anticipated matches for a number of reasons, of course, because, um, well, the Storm's sitting fourth, the Roosters are sitting sixth, and many thought the Roosters would probably miss out in the finals this year. They're now starting to get some key uh, players back from injury. The Storm, after, what, four losses in a row, a little bit like 2012, I think they had five or six in a row. They all of a sudden had a... Uh, a meeting amongst the playing group and Craig Bellamy asked whether he was the right man for the job moving forward. And the players didn't lose a game from that point on, end up going on and winning the 2020, uh, 2012 grand final against the Bulldogs. They're in that sort of fashion at the moment, the Melbourne Storm. Admittedly, they don't have a, a Cam Smith, but they come up against this Roosters side who are just primed to um, to make a real run through the finals. Now, there's still a chance the Roosters can't make the finals. Roosters, South and the the flailing Broncos at the moment, but have a look at, have a look at what's to look forward to in this game. Justin Ollum versus Joey Manu. Xavier yeah. Coates is going to be monitored for a head knock. Uh, Xavier Coates versus Daniel Tupo. You've got Munster versus Tedesco. You've got Jerome Hughes versus Sam Walker. You've got the Lodge and Joe Maria Hargraves front row versus Bromwich and Nelson Asafa Solomana. And then you've got Radley versus Brandon Smith. There are matchups all over the field. This is, this is, this should be a grand final. <laughs> You reckon? Well, I'm just looking at both the sides, and you think if these two faced off in a grand final, it'd be one of the it'd just be one of the great games because of the, all the matchups to look forward to. Have they, haven't really been fierce rivals, the Storm and the Roosters, have they? No, no, not really. There, there were there were a couple of years. I remember Latrell kicked a field goal for the Roosters out near the sideline, about 40 metres out. It was just one of the most amazing field goals ever, and it sparked a little bit of a a little bit of a rivalry between both these sides. Then they travelled away to, uh, they may have played in Adelaide or Perth. or one, And again, it went down to like a golden point or a field goal to win the game. So they've never had a direct rivalry where they've stolen a player or you know, the, there's been something that's happened on the field that has, um, has always created bad blood. They're just, they're two amazing teams with, with great playing, um, a great playing group. What about Nat Butcher's form? Four tries last week. He's played yep. 22 games this year for 10 tries. Uh, he's been, and, and a lot of those games he came off the bench. He, yeah, he's, he, one of those, he's been outstanding. He's one of those ultimate team players from what I'm led to believe, Jay. So he's not on overly big money. Uh, he's on comfortable money, but he's just one of those players you know that he's going to be in your 17. If you need yep. him to play hooker, second row, lock, he, he'll just do it. If he has to defend in the centres for a reason, he'll, he'll do it because... He's one of those guys, a little bit like Mitch Orbison was for the Roosters before he retired. Just coach Trent Robinson knows he has to have him in the side there. Yeah, he's been in outstanding form, and and that's what the good teams do. That's the that's the environment they create, right? Blokes mm. just come in and do their job. That's what yep. they do, ready to go at any stage, and that's why they're successful. That's why that's why last year the Roosters, with all those injuries, were still able to be competitive very quickly. Got ten seconds. Yep. Uh, who wins and why, and, and Roosters, by how much? Roosters' bench is stronger. Talcaho and Lindsay Collins coming back. So I'm going to say the Roosters are going to win by two. Righty up. Break time. This is Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. 
Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. And here they are, only 15 metres away. Barlow on the lane, got the pass away to Gutherson, speculator. They keep it alive. Sebo. And comes back to Micah Sebo. <laughs> Micah Sebo, he's beating everything. And he has Parramatta's first tonight. Well, they've done well, that right defensive edge to defuse that because the Broncos were looking likely now turning defence into attack. Parramatta, Sebo down the outside, kick back infield for Opacic. He's over the try line, he's taken it. He's swarmed by some Broncos. He thinks he's grounded it. We're going to go upstairs. The ball is on the ground and Tom Opechette still has possession. Wow. He's going to be given a try to the Parramatta Eels. Tom Opechette. So here we go. Marnie feeds it back towards centre of the Eels. And they go through the heads. And they're going to score, are they? Yes. Oh, well done. Gutherson. The captain is over on the very next play. The Eels went from one side of the field to the other. Just with their forward roll. Oh! oh. oh. Smashed Campbell Gillard. Huge shot on Campbell Gillard there for Shoulder charge. Flegler. Oh, it's a penalty. It's a penalty against the Broncos. Oh. I, I don't think he cares. He sent a message, hadn't he? Exactly. They needed right. something. They run it on the last. Oh. Moses, beautiful pass. Wunga Blake back on the inside. And Parramatta in a world of their own. Mitchell Moses finishes off a brilliant piece of work. The Broncos now from the scrum win. Mam on to Tamare Martin and Corey. I know Branko Lee's in the corner. The Broncos finally on the scoreboard. Branko Lee. And Lane makes another break. Trouble here. Gutherson on the inside. Parramatta has scored again. Gutherson has his second. How do you like that? Gutherson, little kick in behind. They're lining up the Eels. Opacic. Opacic scores. That's his second try. And the Parramatta Eels, well, they're specialising in anything that can't be done here tonight. Gutherson cuts out Penasini, goes to Wunga Blake. He's got Martin to beat. Oh, easy beatings, easy pickings. Wunga Blake, he had him on toast. And Blake has scored. And Parramatta, they can do simply no wrong here tonight. There you have it. Uh, 53-6, the Eels over the Broncos uh, in Thursday Night Football. Are the Broncos done? Can they get up for the Dragons next week, Sats? Yeah, they can because they have to. I think Selwyn Cobbo missing the game because of fatigue um, was probably just a – I think that was just a reflection on the whole club at the moment where they've had a lot of football, a lot of young players playing a lot of rugby league and whether you agree with it or not um, at 19, I don't know how you get tired at 19, but anyway, um, they Hmm. miss Selwyn Cobbo. There might be more to that. There might be a little bit more to that. Well, Adam Reynolds lasted just 13 minutes, 250th game, failed a HIA. Kobe Hetherington failed a HIA. Branko Lee, hamstring injury. So very early on in the game, they had Thomas Flegler got a blow to the throat as well, was taken to hospital. So very early on, they had one or two left on the bench. But outside of that, they played against a, a red-hot Parramatta side who um, at times they were impatient and didn't show composure. But the best part about the game is that Brad Arthur would be happy that they – they only conceded six points. Scored plenty, but only conceded six. And I've got to say, if they didn't, in the second half, if they didn't drop so much ball, there could have been another 70 score line easy against yeah. the Broncos. 113 points have been scored against the Broncos in two games. Yeah. That's not the form you want going into the finals. Well, you don't deserve to be eighth if you're, if you're getting score lines like that against you. But, mate, they're in the box seat. They're still eighth. All the pressure's on the Raiders. Mm. The Raiders have to win two winnable games, and 
the Broncos got a tough one against the the Dragons next week. So, uh, but for the Eels, there was not a bad player. Um, but if you had to single a few out, um, Junior Barlow was outstanding. Mm. Regan Campbell Gillard, great. King Gutho, outstanding. Oh. You know, Lane and Papa Lee, Papa Lee on the second. Moses second rows were, was great. They were just every one of them were outstanding. Yeah. yeah, they were. They were very good. Um, what about Sean Lane? <laughs> just... Yeah. He's a good player. He's oh. always remember watching. We Badge and I call him Three Meter Peter, and um, yeah, when he was at Manly, he was a good player as well. So yeah, he's a he's a good player, really yeah, good player, absolutely outstanding. I tell you who else is a good player, Connor Watson. He's like he's um, he's a Roosters player. We spoke to him early in the week. We'll chat to him next here on Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Sawali now he's in centre field. He's beating one and he's offloading one-handed. Watson! Watson scoops through yeah. the middle, scores the try. The first of two. Untouched. The local boy did it. The local fans love it. There we go. Connor Watson uh, scoring a try. And he's just uh, landed in Melbourne, gotten off the team bus at the team hotel. Joining us now on Sports Day. Connor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How are we? Yeah, we're good. The boys have a very important question they want to ask you. Two-part question this, Connor, before we start talking about rugby league and how well the Roosters are going at the moment. On the bus, from the airport to the hotel, what's the choice of music? And since going from Newcastle back to Bondi, do you drink oat milk? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Good question. First one... Is it's like R and B, R and B music. Joseph, Joseph Sawali, uh, he has the speaker, so yep. he looks. Yeah, he looks after it. It's like R and B and rap. Um, yeah, and then the second question. Now nah, I've sort of got off the milk altogether. I only drink long blacks now, and I, I guess I I learnt that in New York, Chris Hyington. So I've just been doing Ooh, that for a couple uh, of years. Fancy. But yes, yeah, very. Um, very simple, you know. Yeah, I, I'm a simple man. Have you got your your own earphones on, or you're covering your ears when the music's pumping out on the bus, Connor? Or are you you're yeah, okay no, with it? Yeah, no, I um, I just you just got to put up with it. It's too loud, otherwise. Mm. Sometimes on game day, like I'll try because um, I kind of like to listen to a bit of house or dance music on game day, <laughs> but then on the um, bus on the bus from like the hotel or wherever we've left from to, to the game, the music's just too loud. So I just end up listening to the, to the R&B and rap that, that Suwali's usually got on. I just wonder how your coach goes. How, how, how do the staff go with... Oh, Robbo would be a country man. Yeah, yeah, he would be. He'd be into John Denver <laughs> rather than Doof Doof. Yeah, or like or orchestra or something like that, you know. Yeah, he would. be into the, 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 yeah, so I'm just... the fancy stuff. But uh, they sit up the front. So the music's up the back. I'm just trying Very to. Nice. I'm just trying to pitch you in the off season. Over. I'm just trying to pitch. And now that you listen to house music, I'm thinking you go to a dance a dance festival and you'd have a headband, raves, a headband. Raves. You'd be twirling white <laughs> globes and things like that. Is that you? <laughs> white sneakers. Oh, I don't know about that. I'd probably go to one for sure, but I don't know if I'd be wearing a headband. <laughs> now, what don't you miss about living with Kale and Ponga? Uh, the mess, yeah, the mess for sure. Yeah, he um, 
yeah, he used to just, well, we had one rule, basically, um, as long as he kept the rest of the house clean, his room could be as messy as it, as, it, as he wanted, and uh, yeah, it looked like a, a tip in there, it looked like, honestly, there was stuff everywhere, but <laughs> now, other than that, he was pretty good, to be honest. Uh-huh. After a big night on the turfs, both of you, after a big win, did you have to hold his hair back when vomiting? Oh, come on. At all at home? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> next question. You can pass on um, that one. Yeah, next question. Yeah, yeah. we should talk about the big game uh, coming up between the Storm and the Roosters. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you guys are in nice shape at the moment, aren't you? A, a really, it was looking a bit, oh, I guess, up and down and, and, and average at times this year, but... What, has it been five in a row, six in a row? It's been uh, You're on a real roll at the moment at the Chooks. Yeah, it's definitely been a big improvement from, from the start of the year and sort of the middle of the year. I feel like we've sort of, like, we showed glimpses of it all year and it's just more about just being more consistent with our style of footy. And, um, you know, we, we had a few injuries too, so we're missing some key personnel and probably just... You know, as a squad, weren't playing our best footy, and uh, yeah, it was it was really disappointing. But uh, coming into the finals, we sort of we've turned on and um, yeah, put ourselves in a good position. You know, definitely, yeah. Hey, have you had a sneak preview of the of the new stadium yet? Have you guys had a little look underneath the um, underneath the covers? Yeah, we um, we had like a Fox League and Channel Nine fun. They do like a finals shoot. Um, and they had it um, in their last week, so yeah, it looked unreal. It looked so good. Like, yeah. What have they done? Um, they just they they just put a coat of paint on the old stadium. <laughs> Is it much? What do you get for eight hundred million dollars? <laughs> I reckon you get a fair bit. All the facilities and that are pretty uh, pretty top notch. It's yeah. There's like this one um, this one sort of piece of tech that so like in the warm up area you can change the glass from like being see-through to partially see-through to you can't see in there. Right. So, and then like where, where the warm up air is, it goes out onto a bar, like, and that's where people can go and get drinks and stuff nice. like that. So that's they can awesome. sort of like watch us in there, like caged animals, which is a bit weird, <laughs> yeah. but that's just sort of like one of the, the things that I was like, wow, they've spent some money on um, the technology in this place. So, yeah, but, yeah, it looks amazing. You guys will, yeah, see how it is next yeah. week. So I, I can't wait. Can't wait. Now, um, I reckon you've got the best front row combination formation in the in the competition as of this week. Connor, and you being a utility, loves to get on the back of, you know, a really good platform. What a great time to not only have Matty Lodge, who's been great, and JWH, who's one of my favourites, but to have Lindsay Collins and Siwa back this week, it's a great time against Melbourne, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome news for us to get those two guys back. You know, I think we've been really lucky to get Lodgy. Uh, we've sort of bits in on, on front rowers there for a bit. And, um, yeah, to get Lodgy, you know, in the mid-season has really helped us out. And he's been playing some great footy for us. But I'm just excited to get Lindsay and Sewa back. It's been a while for both those guys. And we all know what they're capable of. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to running out with them. We're going to let you go really soon before we put you under the sp- Sports Day blowtorch question. So you ready? He's probably the hardest questions you'll ever get. Yeah, go for it. Okay, if you could be any other teammate, <laughs> who would it be and why? Any other teammate? Oh, I reckon probably James Tedesco. Yeah. 
Just because he's good at everything? Just because... Um, pay packets? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just good at everything. Pay packets, amazing. Yeah. Um, Australia, New South Wales captain, plays for Australia. Yeah, he's... Can he, dan- can he dance as so. good off the field as he does on? No, I've never actually seen him dance off really? the field. He's, uh, yeah, which is surprising. But I reckon um might have to see in the off-season if he's got any dance moves. Ooh. Okay. Now, if one of your teammates would could be Prime Minister for, for, for the day, for a day, who would it be? Who'd, who'd do the best job? <laughs> I thought, uh, well, I'd, I'd say Rads would love to be, but he wouldn't do the best job. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, I reckon Kiri. You reckon he looks a bit like a politician? I'm just looking at yeah. him now. Looks like an accountant, he a doesn't like he? A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd do a good job, I think. Yeah, shoulders like a brown snake. Hey, um, coach's pet. <laughs> Who's the coach's pet? Coach's. Ooh, coach's pet. Ah, uh, I've got to say Joey Manu, I reckon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can see He's that. He's just so perfect. Yeah, yeah. but not so much like... Uh, yeah, he's just he just does everything right. So everyone loves Joey. I reckon he's he'd be okay. Now, if you had a sister, Connor, and she's you know she's out one night, she's having a drink, and she rings you and says, "Listen, I, I can't get an Uber, I can't get a cab, but one of your teammates is going to walk me home. Which one do you trust? <laughs> Who do I trust? Oh, I'm glad I don't have a sister, so I'm not in this situation, but um. I reckon maybe Sam Verrills. He's a good guy. He, me and him room together sometimes. He's a he's a good man, so I trust him. Yeah, good. Okay, last Don't one. About... You're in a you're in a comedy comp, you're in a com- comedy club, and the host says comedian's yep. gone down. He's sick, so someone from the crowd has to get up and give us a ten minute comedy <laughs> skit. Which player from the Roosters or staff member could give a ten minute comedy skit? Yeah, I reckon Egan Butcher. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. He, he's, um, he's so funny. He's so funny. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, um, he's always up to just a bit of mischief and getting into the boys and, um, stirring the pot a bit, but yeah, he actually surprised me. I didn't know him before I came back this year. I, I was sort of, I'd left before he'd come through to the NRL team and, um, you know, I grew up playing with Matt, and him and Nat are just polar opposites. Matt's, you know, he's a, he's a good guy, but he's um, very straight down the line. Where Egan's just, uh, yeah, he's always causing a bit of mischief. So, it's good. I like him. Rightio, good yeah. answers, Connor. We better let you go. We know you're checking into your hotel in Melbourne. We need you to go and find a nice coffee spot to have a a nice long black. And may <laughs> I suggest just a dash. Yeah. Just a dash of pouring cream in that long black, mate. No. Oh, it's mate, beautiful. He's ripped. He doesn't have cream. Yeah, well, really? That's why he, that's why he can do it. Uh, that's why he can do it. Uh, well done, I mean, mate. Is it nice? Oh, mate, it's heaven. The pouring cream, eh? Just Good. a little bit. Just okay. Don't go too hard, What's otherwise you'll end up... cream? Cream. Oh, cream. Yeah, oh. yeah, not the thickened one. <laughs> otherwise, you're going to have lumps. <laughs> well, All right. Listen, Connor Watson, we'll let you go, mate. Thanks for your time tonight. Thanks, boys. Speak to you soon. Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler for Kia. You've got to have the Panthers to have a like a Melbourne Storm off day like they did in the grand final qualifier last year, the Melbourne Storm, um, against Penrith. So if they have one of those off nights, I still think they've got enough good players to cover the ones that do have an off night. It's, it's got to be a pretty special team to be able to beat this Panthers side. They're right. better than last year, this Panthers side. Sports Day.
Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Yeah, welcome back to a time to get a, a Racing Queensland update. Racing Queensland spring racing has arrived a few days early, but uh, I'll tell you what, you know I know spring racing has arrived because this bloke's got a, uh, a spring in his step, so to speak. He's going to yep. wipe the poor form of the last month, and he's not the only tipster who has actually struggled uh, in the metro market in Brisbane. I can tell you that much. Chris Nelson, hello, mate. I am. Thanks, Jase. Uh, good. Yes, I am going to uh, to wipe that uh, result of the last few weeks, and we're going to start off at Eagle Farm tomorrow. We're going to carry it into Kilcoy tomorrow afternoon, and we're going to finish it off at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Don't you just not even mention the Cairns Cup. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't got one for there. It's going to be a great day. The oh, Cairns Cup will be a great day tomorrow, man. but I haven't got a tip for there. Um, mm-hmm. What a scene. Yes. Uh, oh, no. Well, I haven't been to Cairns, but you keep Are telling you, me how good what, it is. So. What? what? It's the 80s. It's lovely. <laughs> Shoes are optional. It's the 80s. Shirts are optional. I, I love that, it, mate. Shorts, optional. I <laughs> I was going to say, I thought that's where I lived was the 80s. No, mate, I'm telling you, it's good. And a mate of mine runs a business up there, moved from the Goldie to Cairns, and he goes, mate, everyone knocks off at 1 o'clock on a Friday and goes to the pub. I've gone, that's a town. Oh, Oh, and you're working up there. I don't know. I don't know. No one will give me a job. Radio, let's have a look at where are we racing first before we get into your tips. Well, our main meeting's at Eagle Farm, but as I said, we've got Cairns Cup. We've got the Kilcoy Cup. Uh, and on Sunday we race at the Gold Coast, so uh, plenty. Of, sorry, the Sunshine Coast. Plenty of uh, plenty of meetings to get your teeth stuck into. Let's go to Eagle Farm first. Race four, number three, Legal Esprit. I think can turn the tables on Windside, who beat at home narrowly two weeks ago at the same venue. Bit of a weight turnaround and a softer run. I think will do the trick for Legal Esprit. Race four, number three. Race six, number five, Vaccine for Tony Gollan. Now she's a mare that's busting to get to fourteen hundred metres. Uh, Saturday's her day. She gets out to that longer trip. She's drawn a beautiful gate for Ben Thompson. She'll get the right run. The only thing she hasn't done is tick the Eagle Farm box, but she hasn't raced on the track. So at this stage, all we can suggest is that she'll handle it okay and she'll be hard to beat. So race six, number five, Vaccine. The other one, Kilcoy, guys. Kilcoy Cup is race six, but I'm going back a race. Race five, number one, Sir Gunson. David Van Dyke's taking the horse to Kilcoy. That's good enough for me. He's got far superior form. Uh, to any other runner in that race. And we'll round it out the Sunny Coast Sunday, get the money early, race one, number one, Cat Deal. Terrific debut to uh, about three weeks ago, actually over 1,400 metres, ran on from near last, gets to 1,600. Average opposition should be winning. So there you go. There's uh, hopefully four winners, Jase. Now, Chrissy, I love the, the regional uh, the regional meets. Is there any other big meets coming up in the, in the coming weeks out in the regional areas? Well, we, we have the Cairns Amateurs. Coming up. Oh, that's uh, a massive. September. That is a massive. I don't event. even think it's. Yeah, I think it's only two or three weeks. So I'll have to uh, confirm the dates, but I know it's not long after the Cairns, the Cairns Cup itself. So the Cairns Amateurs, uh, which is huge, as you say, is another yep. chance for you, Jace, to get to Cairns. When Actually, uh, I, I might be in Bali then. You might be. Actually, Chrissy, yeah, I've got a uh, a best mate mate of mine that's leaving on Monday. We go to the birds. We go to Birdsville next week. That's big. Birdsville next Friday, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, Birdsville races next Friday, so that'll be interesting uh, on the uh, on the dirt there or whatever it is, sand, dirt, Three days uh, whatever it is. There. I, don't, I wouldn't want to be, any? yeah. <laughs> and then camping at the uh, track is that yep. the other uh, way to go? That's it. Yep. Yep. 
Beautiful. Yeah, he'll need a he'll need a good wash with the garden hose when he comes home. I need some <laughs> I need some barley form from you as well, mate. When I head over there in a, in a, in a couple of weeks' they time. Monkeys. They got monkey racing. We are going to be racing monkeys. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to get a tattoo of a cat <laughs> while I'm over there. Yeah. Why? Because I love cats. Well, do you know? Um, rude. Do you know one Broncos end of season trip? Darren Lockyer <laughs> bought a monkey for the whole week. That's outstanding. I think monkey, it's illegal, but monkey that's follow, outst- followed him everywhere. Mm. <laughs> Radio, um, we're going to go. This is out of control. The Queensland Spring uh, Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au. For more details, catch you next week, Nelson. Will do. Have a great weekend, guys. Before we go, on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? There's, geez, plenty going on, Sats. I'll tell you what I'm not excited about is Sunday in the NRL. We've already covered off on that. What's got you excited? I'm actually really looking forward to Saturday night, the Bunnies versus the Cows. The Cows got, haven't got no uh, Tommy Dearden playing in Sydney, which they don't have a great record. Uh, but this rabbit side that, you know, so close last week, it really disappointed me that they weren't able to hold off, you know, another one of my favourite teams in Penrith. It, it sort of... It displayed to me that they just don't have the composure and the patience at the moment to win a comp. But if they can send a real strong message against the cows on Saturday night, well, they get all the tongues wagging once again. So uh, I'm looking forward to that that game. I wish I could watch that. What are you doing? Oh, the missus decided to take us out for dinner. Mm. Are we right. doing? A, are we it's doing that next week for... on Sports Day? We're doing a. Are we doing a talking topic? Things that your missus made you do? Yeah, and guess yeah. what time dinner is. What? 7.30. Kick that's off. That's ridiculous. Who Mate, I, 7.30? I, that's, I have dinner at 5. Yeah. Or 5.30. And then again mm. at 6, 6.30. But, <laughs> but it's just wrong. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching the, the rest of uh, the Tour Championship too uh, in the golf. It's where we find out who will win the $18 million first oh, so prize. When, when is the final round of the FedEx? Uh, it's Monday morning. Early Monday morning. But tees off Friday morning our time. Is that right? It's already started, yes. Sorry, now, do you know? Sorry, while we're talking about golf, I learnt last night what LIV stands for. What? Yeah, what is it? What do you think? Live. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Roman numerals. It's uh, four forty nine, isn't it? No, no, what is it? No, hang on, that's uh, forty four. No, fifty four. Which which is fifty four holes. Ah, is that it? And the, yeah, the shotgun starts. Yep, it's really that's quick. Ridiculous. So that what? Is ridiculous. Hang on. So what if they ever go to th- four rounds? They change it to seventy-two, so it'll be. Yep. Yeah. Does I, you work that rebranding? Out yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We're gonna go. Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, we'll be back for Sports Day Monday night. Catch you then.